Hi and welcome to Leitrim Daily. My name is Brefni Early and it is episode 63 of the show. You are listening to the Sports Review after the weekend sporting action. The big sports news from the weekend was all about Leitrim's waterways. The Lockheed Triathlon, the Jamestown to Drum Sna Swim and on the slightly larger and grander scale, the finish of Flobio. Tony McGlynn, Eileen and Heather Maxwell set out a month ago to become the first women to ever swim the entire length of the River Shannon. I caught up with them yesterday evening at the homecoming event in Anna Duff after their historic achievement. So we're here in Anaduff GA Club at the homecoming for the three ladies who've been spending the entire month of August swimming the Shannon. The three girls are Flo Bio and they are Tony, Heather and Eileen. Girls, welcome home. Thank you, Brefni. Now, we'll have a chat with each of you in turn, I suppose. Eileen, we might start with you. How are you doing after what's been probably a, a fairly intensive month for you? I'm much better now that we're finished there for a while I wasn't so good but now it's all over and I'm relieved after 32 days of a struggle and a battle down to get to Limerick but all is good 23 days I think of swimming was it and eight nine days looking out of the water so that's not so bad we, we survived Heather you're all smiles how are you Good, yeah. I'm delighted with the reception we've got here in Anna Duff from the GAA pitch down here. It's nice to see a warm welcome back home. Tony, swimming for 32 days, I know there's a couple of days off there enforced because of the bad weather. How is the body after your exertions? I have to say the body is very good. <laughs> I, I, I'm not allowed to say this too often, but I'm going to say it now. I haven't an ache or a pain. I have been blessed all the way through. I have had no sore shoulders or anything. I've been fine. Yeah, who knew? I was. I should have been doing this for years. <laughs> yes. So will you be doing a second lap now, starting tomorrow? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're getting ready to go again. <laughs> now, girls, we know we spoke maybe 10 days ago now at this stage, and emotions were high, and... I suppose a little bit of confidence had maybe lacked a little bit, but you really come back in the last week. It's been really impressive to watch. How are emotions now? I, I'm more or less back to what I was after three, four, I suppose, panic attacks and, uh, and I suppose, tearful days. But anyway, I, I'm back to what I was, so I'm OK. I survived. In terms of the, the welcome you've got back here from the whole community and the extended community from an, around Anaduff and from Sna, it must be it must be a huge weight off your shoulders to be back here, job done, mission accomplished. Yeah, I, I don't think it has fully sunk in yet. I suppose we finished in Limerick today, but truthfully, yesterday was our last big swim. Like today was only a bit of a doddle. Um, but the actual, like even driving back up, and I was reminiscing about different parts as we were passing along Lockery and different places, Lanesborough and whatever. Um, I'd, I'd say it'll probably take a while for us to process it at all and uh, realise the enormity of what we have done. In terms of the overall event, Heather, any particular moments spring to mind, the highlights of the of the trip, or have you had a chance to even think about it yet? Um, no, I haven't really. I suppose swimming from like. Shannon Bridge, that kind of area was just unreal. And then Limerick today was just something else. I mean, people travelled down from Leitrim to see us and it was just unreal to see people lined up on the bridge giving us a cheer in and getting the unreal amount of support that we had and having it done, finally. I believe the boys that guided us in today in Limerick, Limerick Masters, hold a swimming event below in Limerick. 
something around the same weekend. I think it's next weekend. So that's where I'll be heading for next year. I'll be heading back down to Limerick and meet the boys below because though it was brilliant being down there and they never met us before and they knew nothing about us and they came out and they guided us in across the, the stretcher fast moving water and the care that they came out there with, um, there was Pat there that came out and he guided us in on his little boat and as I said there was five the lads and one girl from the Limerick Masters that came out and they were a credit to bring us in across the finish line, it was great to have the extra support in the water and, and you know it was just lovely to see someone else coming out thinking that we were doing something wonderful just remind us again about the, the two charities that you were doing this for. Let's start with maybe A Lust for Life. And Heather, I know you picked that charity. So tell us a bit about uh, A Lust for Life and why you picked them. So A Lust for Life is a mental health wellness organisation and it helps to remove the stigmatisation around mental health and get people talking in an open and free way about it. And it has blogs up on how people cope about their own specific mental health and it's really good. And it's just that education kind of about mental health and how to get people talking more openly with a family and friends and just break that kind of crisis before you reach it and of course the other charity was the Irish Cancer Society Tony maybe you might tell us a bit about why you've picked that charity I suppose the Irish Cancer Society is supporting families all over the country and there isn't a house in the country that hasn't been impacted by cancer and they do very valuable work and they're really supportive of people in a time of crisis when they have the bad news and sometimes the consequences of it. So um, it was a charity that impacted on us all at some point so we wanted to support them. Well, listen, girls, on a personal note, it's been absolutely amazing to follow your progress down the Shannon to see you grow as well, because I know when we spoke to you a couple of months ago now for the first time, none of you really wanted to talk on the radio. I'd say you're nearly sick of talking on the radio at this stage, but you can see there, it just, it just flows out of you now. You've just been living it for the last month and probably the last eight or ten months in terms of training. Congratulations. I think you're a credit to yourselves, your families, your community, and to the entire county. Well done. Thanks for you. In triathlon, Carrick athlete Kevin Glancy wore the Irish vest for the very first time as he competed in his age group at the ITU Grand Final in Lausanne in Switzerland. In tough and challenging weather conditions, he completed the course. Congratulations to you, Kevin. At home, his club, Lockheed Triathlon Club, were busy hosting over 450 triathletes for the National Series Lockheed Triathlon where they were swimming 750 metres out and back to Castle Island, cycling 23 kilometres around the lake before running 5 kilometres around the grounds of the National Forest Park. I caught up with the race director, Finn Barkini, to see how the event went. Now, Lockheed Triathlon is one of the biggest sporting events in the calendar here around County Leitrim. I'm joined by Finn Barkini, who's the race director. Finbar, welcome to the programme. Thank you. It's great to have you here. Now, there's a huge crowd here on the shores of Lockheed. Loads of expensive-looking equipment and nice, shapely bodies and everyone coming in and out of the water and on bikes and running. It's just a hive of activity. Yeah, it's a huge event. It's a national series event this year. So we've almost uh, 450 people registered. And thankfully, so far, everything has gone on well. Uh, Swim has gone well, bike has gone well, and the run has gone well. In terms of the 450 competitors, how many of them would be from around the local area, approximately? 
there'll be quite a lot from the local area there might be 60 or 70 we have a club ourselves and we'd have out of our own club membership of 100 we might have 40 of our own people in it and there's a lot of clubs in the locality Lamford, Lanesborough um, places like that they would have big entries here today as well I'm sure a lot of people will be familiar with the event but just for the th- for the benefit of those that aren't, could you maybe tell us a little bit about the race route and where it takes people? Right, it's three segments. We have uh, an open water swim here in the Fabulous Lock Quay, over and across by the island, 750 metres. And as soon as competitors finish that, they whip off their wetsuits, they jump on their bikes and they run a, they do a 23k cycle around the perimeter of Lock Quay, going out the back entrance, going through uh, Knock Vicker onto Corrigan Row, up to Dune, down the N4 and back into Forest Park again. And that's a 23k bike route. And they jump off their bikes, they hop on their running shoes, and they run a 5k route through the um, forest here. And they finish here back on the finishing podium here, which is on the, the just off from the roundabout. And as we're talking here, the, the last few people are coming through on the, the route. Who won the event? First male home today was um, Aaron Doherty. He's from the Westport Tri Club. Um, he's been here before. He's uh, an international athlete, and he's 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 featured here before. His brother Con is an Irish international, and he's also won a race here. So it's great that we can attract top end racers. In terms of the actual sport, how can people get involved around the county? What are the facilities there? How can they join your club? Well, we, our club is very active and always looking to get um, new people in. And it's not an elitist club. It's all about people who want to dip their uh, toe in the water, uh, excuse the pun, and get involved at a low end um, and, and then see where it goes from there. We have a Facebook page, so you can you can Facebook us on Lockheed Tri Club. Um, we have a website, LockheedTriClub.com, uh, uh, or you can uh, email us on LockheedTriClub at gmail.com. And as you said, seeing about where it goes from goes to from there, you've got members like Donica Holmes, who's done exceptionally well at an international level, plus many, many others. The most recent of which is Kevin Glancy had a good weekend this weekend uh, in the in an Irish fest in France. Yeah. Kevin is one of the stalwarts of our club. Uh, Kevin was rep- representing Ireland in an international event in his age group out in France this weekend. He's normally here helping out with the race, or he's normally at the All Ireland. But this weekend he took off and is in France. had a great had a great run yesterday. Great swim, great cycle, great run, and uh, representing both uh, Leitrim, Lockheed, and Ireland in uh, France yesterday. And well done to Kevin. Well, listen, Fimbert, I'll let you back to your duties here, making sure no bikes get stolen at the end of the, of the transition area. Thank you so much for talking to me, and congratulations on a fantastic event. Great, Brefney. It's great to have you here today to give us a bit of profile. It's, it's an up-and-coming sport, and um, anybody can do it. It's just a matter of, as we say, dipping your toe in it and go from there. Thanks. Completing the trifecta of water-based events this weekend, the 13th annual Jamestown Drumsna Swim, Fin and Snorkel took place between the showers on Saturday afternoon. I spoke to one of the participants, 76-year-old Michael Moore, who has previously swam the River Shannon to celebrate his 70th birthday. But first I spoke to Jerry Gilroy of the Leitrim Sub Aqua Club about the event. I'm in Drumsna, it's Saturday afternoon, and I am here with Jerry Gilroy of Leitrim Sub Aqua Club, and you just finished. Well, it started off 13 years ago as a snorkel with fins, mass, and then we had guys turning up just doing the swim, and by the third year we had more swimmers than snorkelers, so we mixed it up, 
swim, fin, snorkel, and we even had some guys with uh, contraptions, uh, floating boats, pedal boats, sup boards, adding to it, and uh, Charlie Byrne and River Mania doing the kayaks and stuff, so it adds to it. Um, this, this year is funny for us, though, because it's the first year we've done online registration rather than just doing it on the day, and it's worked out pretty well. We had about 65 swimmers. And, uh, all finished on time, even with the bad weather beforehand, we thought we might have to call it off at the last minute, but we got a break and everyone came in safety. Our, our younger swimmer was five years of age. So Swam the whole length just at five years of age? Yes, yes, and I believe uh, you were talking to uh, Michael Moore from Dublin, who's 76, and he has actually quietly swam the length of the Shannon, and he's done our swim here the 13th uh, Great Jamestown for Drum Snass Swim. This is his fourth year doing it. Comes down from Dublin every year. But imagine, he's actually swam from Ireland to Scotland. Yeah, you didn't tell me that before I spoke to him or that would have been part of our conversation, which people will hear immediately after we have a conversation here. But tell me a bit more about the swim snorkel because it's it starts in Jamestown just below the weir and it runs right through the river down to Drum here at the marina. How long is it? It's uh, three and a half kilometres, or after Brexit that would be two and a half miles. But really, uh, it's part of the Shannon that wasn't utilised at all. Uh, because when you get to Drumsna Slipway, that's the end of navigation for uh, power boats. So we thought, perfect for swimming. There's a lovely flow, a natural flow. So basically, it's an assisted swim. So even if you're not a strong swimmer, you could do it because you can relax and you can stand up. Uh, on the flaggy bottoms on the Drumsna side, not on the Jamestown side, and have a rest, continue on. It takes about an hour if you're a new swimmer, half an hour if you're used to swimming. Yeah, and if you're my swimmer, maybe an hour and a half if you're at my level of swimming, which is a, a glorified doggy paddle. I wasn't going to say that, Riff, but uh, you, uh, yeah, I thought it, but I didn't think it was appropriate to say on the radio. <laughs> Jerry, what's the plan for next year? Obviously, some things end at 13. Will you keep going and will there be another one next year? Uh, yeah, we're lucky enough because we're part of the, the Irish Underwater Council and they give us insurance to run gigs like this and we get help from Waterways Ireland, uh, Leitrim Sports Partnership and Leitrim Council and uh, Swim Ireland and all the snorkel groups and I, I have to mention the, the, the Irish Underwater Council which we're part of and we all, they, they muck in, they come from Dublin, Clare, Galway to do the swim and they love it and they keep coming back. You don't even have to uh, advertise it too well. They're, so the numbers are growing every year, year on year. So we'll definitely be here next year. So last Saturday in August, every year, folks. There you go. In terms of the club, tell me a bit more about the work of Leitrim Sub Aqua Club. I know we've had you on the show before, but just remind us of, of the service that you provide to other f- events that take place on our waterways here in County Leitrim. Okay, tomorrow, you know, there's a massive triathlon at Lockheed and we will supply cover safety cover for that for the day and the rowing club in Carrig there was a big uh, All-Ireland Championship down in Lochrin we were a part of that and also down in Loch Gill we were, there was a triathlon there and we were a part of that so we do about eight to nine uh, we call them freebies a year uh, for different groups like ourselves and we get it back like uh, uh, River Mania they come give us support if they need it for one of their gigs we'll come and give them support so it just swings in roundabouts like that but generally we go diving on Sundays Mullockmore, Ockra's Head two of the 
best dive sites in Ireland. You can ask any of the dive clubs in Ireland. They, they'll travel everywhere to get to Mullingmore. And we train throughout the year. So if you fancy uh, learning to scuba dive, um, you can start and you can join Leitrim Tobacco Club at 18 years of age. If you have already a qualification, let it be Paddy, SSI or Scuba School International, we can transfer it over to the Irish Underwater Council and you can become part of our club. Other than that, if you're under 18, you can do your Paddy Open Water Certification, um, which takes about a week, but you have a whole year to do it. So uh, you see us on Facebook anyway, if you're interested in learning to scuba dive. Lots of sea life in Ireland, basking shark up to 10 tonne weight, seals, dolphins, every weekend you'll see them at Mullockmore. And uh, it's just, and, and lots of shipwrecks around the Donegal coast if you're interested in wreckies. Um, so yeah, it's open, open doors there if you want to join. So just people should check out Leitrim Subacco Club. If they Google that, it'll pop up on social media and your website and stuff like that. That's that's correct, yeah, but if you have it in one. There's other clubs as well. Like if you're not in Leitrim, Sligo have two clubs. Donegal have three clubs. You can look up the Irish Underwater Council and it gives a list of 83 clubs around Ireland. Get out there, see what's in the water. And as I said, the water temperature today, even though the air temperature was only 10 degrees, the water was 17 degrees. So it was lovely once you got in and half of them I think didn't even have wetsuits on so there you go yeah come and try well listen Jerry congratulations on a fantastic day and loads of funds raised to support the club in doing everything that you do for the greater community on the water and off it here in County Leitrim thanks very much yeah thanks very much Ref. talk to you again I'm joined here on the banks of the Shannon by Michael Moore of Lucan Dublin Michael welcome to the show thank you very much appreciate you invite now, you tell me you're 76, but you don't look a day over about 60. And I don't feel a day over 60. <laughs> now, I, I, I've been introduced to you by Jerry, who has told me you need to talk to me and you need to tell us a few stories. Now, as people are listening to this on Monday, we're recording this on Saturday, but yesterday, as people are listening to it, the girls of Flo Yo will have swum the Shannon and become the first women to swim the Shannon in the process. Yes. You've done the same. You're the first man to have some the Shannon, but you did it just without making a big deal, just hopped in the water and got on and started swimming down the Shannon. That's exactly all I did. I just, or, well, I, there was a, a lot of work went into organising it, and uh, fortunately I am gifted with my friends and colleagues who rallied around and made it possible for me. I did it, oh God, I did it for my 69th birthday, would you believe and it feels just like yesterday, and if uh, I, I'd love to do it again. <laughs> and would you actually do it again? Because I think sometimes events like that, you do them once, and you just say, "Okay, I'm happy. I've done that. I've ticked it off the bucket list." Well, I suppose it was on my bucket list for many, many years, and uh, I'd love to do it again. I would, really would. Now you are doing it in stages. You're just after finishing the the swim, snorkel, fin, whatever you want to call it, from Jamestown to Drumsna. So it's a, a short patch of the Shannon, about just under, under four kilometres. How's the body after that? Oh, not a bother, hardly. <laughs> it's you know, for me to get into the water, I, I'd have to. It has to be an hour or two. Uh, that was a very short. You know, it was hardly worthwhile getting into the water. <laughs> well, this particular part of the Shannon is special to me because my brother, m- mother was born not very far from here, up the road, in Drumshna. So it holds happy memories for me. You probably spent a lot of time here as a child? No, I didn't, because my mother, while she was born here, 
her parents, she was just one of a large family, and her parents died when they were very, very young, and the family just split it up, and some went to Dublin, and some went to England, and uh, fortunately enough, she didn't, she kept her feet in Ireland. <laughs> so, yeah. Now, I suppose, 76 years of age, the chances of your mother still being around at this stage are probably slim to none. My mother's passed on a good 20 years ago. Tell me about the swim you undertook. So seven years ago, which would have been about 2012? It would be about, yeah, 2012, 2013. And you started from? I started literally just here, where that boat is, just there. Just there, and I got in and went right down. I did it over the course of a week. I did it 198 kilometres right down to Killaloo, I think they call it, down. That's as far as I went. So you got across the, the lakes because the, the three Flo Bio girls were unmercifully har- harassed by the weather when they got to Loch Ree and Loch Derg. Now, they made it through, but it took them probably a little bit longer than they would have liked it to have been. Did you have the weather with you? Because you've had a nice day today, for the most part. I, I, well, today is absolutely ideal for us. No, I started actually in October and finished in November. And as I say, it, total time in the water was 55 hours and 56 minutes. No, it wasn't continuous. I did it over seven days, approximately seven to eight hours a day. Listen, Michael, I am super impressed at yeah. your exploits yeah. and well done today getting in the water. I know it's only a little dip for you, well, but a lot of people would consider that fairly... Well, well I, as I say, I'm from Dublin and I've eight other colleagues down with me today. Last year, I, there was four. Previous year, we had three. Next year, we hope to take over at the event. <laughs> I like the way you're thinking. I like the way you're thinking. No, we, we, we enjoy it, swimming, and we enjoy snorkeling, and we enjoy the company. And uh, great, great bunch of lads, lassies around me. I'm well, not complaining. Michael, thank you so much, and well done. Appreciate it. Thank you kindly. Okay. In Gaelic games with the break in the senior and intermediate football championships this weekend, we're looking at the first underage championship final of the year, where St Mary's Kiltahart ran out winners over a determined Fianna side last Friday night. In the B grade of the under-13 competition, Rin Gales had five points to spare over a drummer. I spoke to St Mary's winning manager Damien Butler after the game, but first let's hear from the victorious captain, Keen Reynolds. Right, on behalf of Paul and Old, I'd like to thank the two teams for a good, lively game and in the conditions was here this evening. I'd like to thank the referee and his officials for all the work they've done. And I'd also like to thank the park committee around the pitch so well. Compliments to both teams and their coaches. And without any further ado, I present the cup to the Samaria's captain, Kean Reynolds. So, Kean, how do you feel after that? Yeah, good. Good win, yeah. Tell us a bit about uh, the match. Alfina put up a good contest. It wasn't the easiest final, but we came out at the end. and. It's been a pretty good year for you, though. You haven't lost a game in Leitrim all season. You must be kind of happy. Uh, yeah. We just, yeah, we just work and just keep it going. What's been the best part of the year so far? 
I suppose the league, win the league and then win the championship. And then, yeah. Now, you're not short of influences at home. Your dad is Fergal Reynolds, yeah. who won a Connacht Championship at Leitrim yeah. 25 years ago, a bit before you were around. Yeah. Does he show you how to do the skills at home? Uh, he does, yeah, but it comes natural. Oh, it's, it's natural. It's a family thing, is it? It's in the genetics. Yeah. Listen, Keen. congratulations today. Yeah, well yeah. done and the best luck. Thanks. Damien, when we spoke earlier, you said you'd be disappointed not to win that game. You won it by uh, rather comfortably in the end, but I think it's more a case of you took your goal chances in Fiena and maybe just didn't capitalise on theirs. Yeah, definitely. I think that was the story of it. Uh, we got the four goals and they didn't. We had both got about 14 or 15 scores. So, um, yeah, fortunately for us, ours were goals. So, um, yeah, the, I, I don't think the scoreline was a fair reflection. It was, it was much closer than that. Anyone that was here will... Will, will, uh, will agree with on that I think I think the first two goals coming so close together probably killed the game at that point but saying that at half time Fina came out and were probably the stronger side in the second half they did yeah we came out after half time and we got a goal and I suppose you're thinking great you know we can kick on here but they completely took over for the next 10 minutes after that they probably should have got more scores we were we were probably a bit fortunate there on a couple of occasions so yeah they did when they, they can play some very good football as, as, you, as you saw there yourself so um yeah they were definitely on top there for 10 minutes and we we're fortunate enough that um them, them two goals in the first half give us a cushion at that stage and I suppose we always really had that to fall back on as the game progressed some nice players though your goalkeeper did very well nothing really troubled him at all a couple of high balls he dealt with just really well again a few lads around the field you must be really happy with that group of players yeah, they're they're a very good bunch. Um, we're for, we're fortunate. We have we have big numbers, I suppose, which is which is a great start to any any team at that age group. So um, yeah, they're, they they work hard and they have worked hard all year since the end of January. Delight for Benny and Paul and Martin and Seamus. Uh, there's the five of us in the group, and uh, delight for them as well. So it's great that their hard work during the year has been rewarded with a with a cup um, here this evening. What's next for these bunch of lads? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I suppose next year, um, Fela would be uh, on the agenda next year. It would be something um, that we'd be looking forward to taking part in and giving a good account of ourselves. Um, but that pretty much um, finishes their season this year for 2019. Excellent. Enjoy your break. Uh, not that you'll have much back to school yourself, uh, but congratulations tonight. Great game and a great performance and a good result. Thanks very much for having me. There was also a number of Gaelic football games played across the county at adult level this weekend with action in the Junior A and B Championships. In the Junior A grade, Glencar Manor and Anna Duff progressed to the semi-final stages with wins over Carrigallon and St Mary's respectively. Ironically, both of the losing sides had topped their groups at that stage of the competition. The final scores were Glencar Manor 314, Carrigallon 10 points, and Anaduff 2-10, St Mary's 2-7. Glencar Manor will now face Gortletra, while Anaduff must compete against Aho Willen for a place in the Junior A final. In the Junior B Championship, it was all about the final placings in the groups on the last round of fixtures. Fina St Callians had a big victory over St Mary's, 4-17 to 1-6, to book top spot in their group, with the Carrick side taking second place, one point ahead of Ahavas who received a walkover this weekend from Mohull. In the other group, Leitrim Gales didn't field against Glencar Manor and Sean O'Heslins scored a 1-10 to 8-point victory over Bornacula in their winner-take-all fixture in that group. 
The Ballinamore side will now play Neighbours Fina in the semi-final, while St Mary's face Glencar Manor in the other side of the draw. The Under-17 B Championship final takes place this evening, with Alan Gales playing Rin Gales in Avant-Garde Park, Sean McDiarmada at 6.30pm. The A final between St Mary's and McDiarmada Gales will be played this Friday evening at 6.30 in the same venue, the County Grounds in Carrick and Shannon. In soccer, Niall Morahan made a welcome return from injury to make a second-half substitute appearance for Sligo Rovers in their 4-2 victory over Cork City in the SSC Airtricity League Premier Division in Turner's Cross on Friday night. Man Hamilton pair Myrne Devaney and Leah Fox both played in a disappointing 5-0 defeat for Sligo Rovers under-17 women in the National Cup semi-final against local rivals Galway Women's FC on Saturday afternoon. In local soccer competition, the Sligo Leitrim League is back up and running for both Glencar Manor and Carrick Town at underage levels. Some results from the last week were Under-15 boys Ben Bulbin 2, Manor Hamilton Rangers 4 and Under-14 boys Division 1, Strand Celtic 0, Carrick Town 4 and Under-14 boys Group A, Carrick Town 3, Real Tubber 0. In rugby, a 19-12 defeat for Hannah Johnston and her Connacht under-18 teammates in Ulster concluded the group stage of their interprovincial campaign. They now face a semi-final game against Ulster in two weeks' time. In the Connacht Senior League, Sligo Rugby Club secured a last gasp draw with two late tries against a fancied Buccaneer side from a division higher in the All-Ireland League. Hooker Matthew Early made a second-half appearance from the bench to help his side to a hard-fought draw. I caught up with him after the game, and here's what he had to say about the encounter. Sligo Rugby Club had their second-round game of the Connacht Senior League today against a much-fancied Buccaneers from a division above them in the AIL. A last-minute try for the home side saw Sligo draw 21-all with Buccaneers in Hamilton Park in Sligo. Matthew Early played the last 25 minutes, half hour of the game. Uh, welcome back to the show, Matthew. Thank you very much. Talk to us about the game. Uh, your second appearance for Sligo Rugby Club at this level. First in the Connacht Senior League. You must be happy with the result against uh, a higher-ranked side. Uh, delighted, yeah. I thought uh, maybe we were a bit slow in the first half. We left a lot behind us. I think we gave away three penalties when we were on their, on their try line. That I think we might have, on another day, we could have converted them. So I think... We, in a sense, we may have left something behind, but uh, it was still good to fight till the end and get two tries in the end to tie it up. Five teams in this competition. You've already played two of the four games in the competition. So you beat Balna, you've drawn with Buccaneers, games against Galwegians and Corinthians to come. I don't think people would have given you much of a chance of winning the competition at the start, but that draw today kind of puts you in the frame for at least a top two spot. Definitely. We're, um, we're looking towards... Um, our goal is definitely to win the league and uh, our performances are showing that we're capable of it so we'll push on two more games now and if we win both of those we're in a very good place. In terms of the All-Ireland League, uh, the Rugby World Cup has affected the fixtures this year. When are those fixtures starting? Uh, Mid-October. Excellent. Well, listen, the very best luck. Congratulations on your result today. The very best luck in the remaining two Connacht Senior League fixtures and forward into the All-Ireland League. Thank you very much. I'm here at the Joe Flynn tournament in Carrick and Shannon. 
in Park Nevmer. Cormac Flynn, it's a great day of activity for all the local lads and girls from around the area. Yeah, I think we have 11 clubs participating there today from Leitrim, Roscommon, Sligo, Tyrone, uh, Kildare, I'll probably miss one, Longford. And, uh, so that's 11 clubs, 16 teams, about 320 under 12 boys and a couple of girls uh, out there battling to do their best for the honour of their clubs. It's great fun. So what's the format of the competition? Just four groups of four and onto knockouts? Yeah, it, it's a little bit convoluted. You need to be looking at the fixture list, but some teams have an A and a B team or a 12 and an 11-year-old team. Uh, the younger guys go into the Shield competition and it runs concurrently with the Cup competition, for which is usually the older boys. Some teams can't put out two teams, that's 100%, so we just bring in some of the smaller clubs from local that uh, Joe himself would have had... Um, you know, would have worked with in the past. Kilmore would be a good example of that. Fina, uh, Anna Duff are in the A competition. They're doing very well. They just have to get them through to the semi-finals. Of course, the competition is named after your dad, Joe Flynn, who passed away a little while ago. Tell us a bit about Joe and his involvement with football. This will be, won't be news to most people listening to this from a sports context, but just to, to put it on the record and remind us all about his exploits. I don't know how long this show, this podcast is going to last, Brefney, but uh, look, Dad was football was always the backdrop in our home, and Gaelic games. You know, it wasn't schools football; it was clubs, fo- club football, or county board involvement, referee, and the phone was always ringing. In fact, we used to run out the door and we heard it ringing because it, it was never a short phone call. Um, look, Dad was chairman of the club; he was treasurer of the club, I think. He was chairman of the county board; he was on the county council; he was. He was on the school's council, uh, he was chairman of the referees board, he was on the CCC, so he was in Dublin every Monday night, but it was never ending, but he, I don't know how he did it, but he always found time for the good things in life as well, his family, enjoyment, fun, friends as well, so look, he, he, he juggled everything and he did a pretty good job. Absolutely, I remember spending afternoons lying on the pitch in Park Sean with him as a teenager. I forgot about that, that was every Saturday morning, 10 o'clock to half 11, that was gone. Yeah, and the look, we were brought for sweets afterwards, so it wasn't all, it wasn't all work. He really instilled a love of the GA, not just in the family and yourself and your, your sister and your two brothers, but also across the whole town and even further afield. Yeah, I think he had a good attitude towards it. He saw the... Obviously, winning is important. We're not, no one's denying that, but there is a greater ethos to, to the GA community if it's just being involved being involved in committees working locally in the community scoring an OG senior score I think he, he actually has an All-Ireland medal in senior score from 1978 if I remember correctly and Claude is involved in it as well in score so it's not just on the pitch it's all behind the scenes and all the challenges that Gaelic Games can bring to an individual but I myself I embrace most of it and uh, you know it just makes you a better person it makes you look at things differently and you know it, it kind of gives you a different vision and the older you get the more enjoyable it gets to be honest Turning our attention back to today who's been involved behind the scenes because obviously there's hundreds of people floating around here today yeah, Well the most important people behind the scenes you won't hear their names mentioned too often but is the groundsmen in both Park Sean and Park Nevmura. We had an unbelievable amount of rain yesterday this tournament was on, was off, was on, was off but we made a call on it at 7 o'clock this morning but the pitches have held up incredibly well. Um, small bit of alterations on the sizes of the pitch just for a couple of wet areas but the groundsmen are the people who ultimately have saved the day. Um, the people who behind the scenes who have organised the vast majority of it, I'm sure there's loads of other people but the, I have to give most credit to Ferdinand Reynolds, Sean McGoldrick and Damien Butler. They, they seem to be the guys driving it, getting the teams, organising programmes, doing all the things that you know, nobody sees. Everybody's here 
everybody's complimenting the, how, what a great event and how well organised it is, but that was a series of meetings, WhatsApp messages going to and fro for weeks. And, you know, look, all credit to them. It's ease to them. This is the second one. We're nailing the date down as the day before the All-Ireland Final every year. So whatever day the All-Ireland Final is, the Saturday before is the drop-in tournament. And we're already <coughs> in talking to teams for next year. We have Lancashire in the UK expressed an interest to come over for the weekend. So be an amalgamation of a few clubs to come over and I'm sure they will bring an international dimension to it and, and, and cater for the diaspora and you know that's something I'm sure my father will be very happy to see. It's definitely a contender to compete with the Kilmacud Sevens that's happening in Dublin today as well. I think the shower may have passed so I might let you get back out to the, the pitch and to the football. It's a great football tournament in honour of a fantastic football person. Yeah, I'll look at the thanks and it's great to see the club getting behind it. There, there's a lot of yellow bibs around the place with stewards and all and the people in the in the clubhouse. They look at the, there's no shortage of tea and sandwiches in there anyhow. Thanks, Bethany. And that folks is all we have time for today. Orla Magnabola is with you tomorrow with a look back over the Balnamore Festival for Faces and Places while I'm here on Wednesday with In Focus, where this week we'll be taking a look at the employment situation in the county in our very own jobs fair. We'll be featuring a variety of vacant positions at a range of levels across the county. If you or anyone you know is currently looking for work, we'd love to hear from them ahead of the show. You can find us on social media, just search for Leitrim Daily. We would love to hear from anybody currently looking for a job in the county. I will chat to you on Wednesday.